Hi, I'm Pete Hostrasser, founder of Disrupt Education. Before we get into the podcast, I want to remind you that we at Disrupt Education light up your ambition. We help you or your student find out what they're really good at, what they enjoy doing, and we attach academia to reality. So check us out at disrupteducation.co. Thanks for joining us. Make sure that you hit that thumbs up and subscribe to the channel to hear so much more about disrupting education. The Disrupt Education vlog can be found on YouTube. To hear it in podcast form, search Disrupt Education on any of the following podcast platforms. Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, CastBox, Overcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Spotify, or Stitcher. Welcome to this episode of Disrupt Education. I have Emily Anderson and Randallyn Hill. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks um, for having us. Yeah, so we're in 1871 downtown Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, wanted to just ask, uh, start off with, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Who should go first? I'll Looks go like first. everybody's yeah. looking at Emily. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm Emily Anderson, like you said, and I'm currently working in Chicago. I've been here for four months. Mm-hmm. I work with Linen Club, and we are a we provide hotel-style cleaning and linens to apartment buildings in downtown Chicago. I run the operations, so I make sure we have supplies, make sure that everyone is scheduled and we have enough staff, and then I also do the social media marketing. Awesome, awesome. How about you, Randall? Yeah, so my name is Randall Hill, but I go by Randy most of the time. I am kind of doing everything, is what it feels like in my life right now. <laughs> yep. um, I also work for a startup here in Chicago called Amala Vida, and I do everything from customer success and to solving problems to marketing um, to like strategic growth for the company moving forward. And I'm a freelancer, so literally everything. Right, right. We'll have to get all your information below on the, on the podcast <laughs> so we can get those freelancers out there. And, so, um, so in a traditional sense, you have a very unique way of your educational paths. Tell us a little bit about your educational paths because I kind of met you through some of the Praxis people um, and, and now you're, you're in kind of startup realm. It's very exciting. Um, I know I teach a lot of young people um, in high school and they're like, they have no idea what's out there. Uh, but it seemed like you all had a little better um, vision and, and mission mm-hmm. before you even got out of your schooling. Um, tell us a little bit about that path and what that looked like. Well, we were both homeschooled. Mm-hmm. So I know from my perspective that makes a big difference in what what you think of as possible just because you're doing it all yourself and mm-hmm. you're doing it with your family and you're meeting people who are different ages and seeing what they're doing. So instead of just knowing people in your own grade. Um, I mean, I, I had friends who were already in college by the time I was graduating, and that was meeting those people in college and seeing that they were living at home and that they still didn't know what they wanted to do. And, you know, that kind of experience mm-hmm. um, uh, paired with knowing that I can just do, I can try new things just because of what we were doing with homeschooling. I decided that instead of trying to continue pursuing more traditional education. I was just going to go into the workforce and start start seeing what, what works in the market, um, mm-hmm. what people want, and what I actually enjoy that creates value for others. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. I think for me the biggest thing that homeschooling gave me was like 
the ability to be an individual mm-hmm. and I'm not like a grade on a report card. Mm-hmm. Like I am the project that I created or like what I learned or the documentaries that I've watched. I'm not just like what somebody else says that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I started thinking about like what was coming next in my education, I knew that I, I didn't want to be what everybody else was. Like yeah. I continue, I still wanted to be an individual. Um, so I immediately started looking for things that would allow me to do that. Right, right. Talk a little bit about your experience with Praxis. That was an interesting thing because um, as you know, I met Isaac and TK uh, who are with Praxis, they're on previous episodes. It was extremely interesting to me because I wish I had it coming out of school. Mm -hmm. However, I know I could probably jump in and and do some different things with that. Um, But it opens a load of opportunities for for people. Tell us a little bit about that experience and and how that kind of took what you all just said about, you know, being an individual and taking on your projects and growing them out. Yeah, the biggest, the two biggest things that I feel like I got from Praxis, uh, the first thing is kind of, I had already just wanted to learn what you need to do to survive in the business world. And they are all about like, here's, here's a, a few different areas that business always needs. They need marketing, they need sales, and they need operations. Um, and there's also tech side as well, but I'm not yet versed, well versed in tech. So I kind of went in saying, oh, okay, marketing, sales, operations, I could do any of those. Mm -hmm. I was doing operations at a popcorn shop already. And so that was the first big thing was kind of going through the program and seeing I can do a project related to sales, I can do a project related to marketing. And through that, I kind of honed in that I enjoy more of content creation, doing marketing work and creating those graphics, talking with customers and seeing what, what our business looks like to others. So that was something I was able to create many projects on um, starting my own t-shirt company for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then the second big thing that I feel like I got from Praxis is that that other doing your projects and showing them online. They are big on showing your work, right. which is something that you don't really get out of the standard schooling system. You know, you do work and you give it to the teacher and yep. no one else ever knows about it. Right. So their, their whole thing was like, you know, if you say you can do something, you have to prove it. Like put it online, make a blog post, make a video, mm-hmm. uh, create a project with it that shows people you know how to do this. And that has been revolutionary for just yeah. what I do and how I do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> she, yeah. she kind of like yes. stole my answer, oh, um, like tons of agreement in what she said. I think if there's anything that I could add to that, it would just be, um, I think we all have a level of understanding of like what we can do personally and the people that we are like submitting work to knows that like we can deliver on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but practice taught me a lot about how to like, teach other people that I'm delivering when I'm not even delivering to them. Mm, mm-hmm. um, so it is that concept of like showing your work and if I'm showing up every single day, I'm delivering something to someone in a public space so other people know when they ask me for something, like I'm gonna be able to deliver on that. Right. Um, and I think that was the biggest thing because I was always like the person who met all the deadlines but mm-hmm. no one ever knew. Right. Um, and now, like, when I ask people what my strengths are, they're always like, oh, like, you just get stuff done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I learned a lot about how to show people that that is one of my strengths right. through 
the individual aspects of Praxis and like taking on my own projects and being accountable to myself and what that looks like when no one else is like kind of barking down your neck like oh your paper's (laughs) due on Friday (laughs) Um, so yeah I think that's the only thing I would awesome. add. Awesome, awesome. The big question that we always ask on Disrupt Education is, how would you change the educational system? <laughs> um, I'm reading between the lines, and we've had several conversations before uh, about how you know traditional education is kind of that teacher barking down your throat, mm-hmm. saying you got to turn this in, and then once you're in it, it's done. There's not anything else there. Um, how would you? How would you both propose a one or two things to be changed in in a system. You have any ideas? Want me to go? <laughs> go ahead. I, I have I have one thing so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been reading a lot about kind of personal responsibility and the mindset that you can change. You have to change yourself before you can make an impact in other people. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I don't feel like is reflected in the standard education system as I've experienced it. Because you know you're getting all of your tasks from a teacher, and mm-hmm. you're not you don't have any uh, accountability system to kind of be sharing your work with others, showing what you're learning, and doing it so that, like uh, Randy was saying, so that you can show other people that you're delivering, right. even if you're not delivering to mm-hmm. them. I like that a lot. Yeah. But that idea that you're responsible not only for you know, finding out what you're interested in and want to do, mm-hmm. but improving that you can learn new things, that you can change what you're doing and, and improve. I think that the biggest way that we could kind of change that in the public school system would be to, instead of having teachers give students specific tasks, to have it more goals oriented. So Mm -hmm. here's something you want to learn and it's your job to create, create something that shows me you've learned this instead of here's the metrics to show me you've learned this and just fill it out. Right. Right. Yeah. That's excellent. That's excellent. You got to follow that. (laughs) It's okay. (laughs) I've been thinking about this one. Um, So I work for a coaching company and one of the big things um, and big trends that I'm seeing right now, just in like, the workplace in general is this Mm -hmm. concept of like creating a coaching culture Mm -hmm. and so a huge part of that is like redefining what success looks like for every individual Mm -hmm. and I think when you look at the education system and you look at the classroom it's not like what does success look like for these five students it's Mm -hmm. like success for the school looks like everyone passing their standardized Mm -hmm. exams right but maybe some kid like that's not what success looks like for every child. So mm-hmm. I think taking a more tailored approach and starting at a younger age to ask kids like, what do you want to be successful at, mm-hmm. and what would make you feel like you are successful? Those are the questions that are kind of like getting lost in like, right. oh, these students are getting A's, they're successful, and like these students are getting B's, mm-hmm. they could be more successful. Um, so I think just like asking like what does success look like for each and every student and then not measuring it like with a yardstick because right. it's going to be different. <laughs> right. um, and then just like the understanding of what a coaching culture is and like that means feedback is going to be happening. It's not a yes or a no. It's having like coaching 
style conversations yeah. where mm -hmm. it's not like, oh, I have this problem, like, tell me what to do. It's like, well, what do you think the answer should be? Like, how would you solve this? And giving students the freedom to, like, make those mistakes, mm -hmm. knowing that this isn't going to end their career. <laughs> it's not going to end their education. Like, right. this is the time we should be encouraging students to try new things, yeah. like to be outside of their comfort zone instead mm -hmm. of telling them that like, this is where the box is and this is where your A is, so like do that. Right, right, and that, that's so interesting because both of those comments were there, as a teacher, that's exactly what I see. I can ask um, a lot of students, you know, what do you think you should do next? And they shut down because mm -hmm. they've never been coached on you know what is feedback it's verse it's basically all right we check the box mm -hmm. so they're both very valid I, I love those two ideas um here's the i'm gonna i'm gonna throw a, a little curveball um if if you knew somebody who was 15 16 years old right now mm -hmm. what kind of advice would you give them in their education it's actually really funny that you're asking me this. <laughs> My little brother, um, he is 17, yeah. but he has kind of watched me walk this alternative education path. Mm -hmm. um, and he has chosen a different one, which mm -hmm. is fine. That is his choice. Mm -hmm. um, but I think the conversations that we have surrounding like education and how you want to be successful in your career and like what success looks like to each of us, mm -hmm. They're so different. Right. Um, and I can, you know, sing praise to the alternative education world, and he doesn't want to hear any of it. <laughs> um, and that's fine. Right. But I think any conversation, at least from my perspective, and you can push back on me if <laughs> you think this is wrong, um, but like education isn't supposed, like, it's not a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. And the definition of education is to, like, teach us something. Right. Um, and so when people think about like their careers and where they want their education to take them, like your career should be an extension of your education mm -hmm. and it should be like teaching you and you should be learning from it every single day. Mm -hmm. So it's to me, these conversations like, look like, well, where do you want to continually be learning? Right, right. Um, and then how can you like move towards that? Whether that is like you want to be a doctor and you want to continue learning about like how to save people's lives. So like, great, go to med school, go to college, like do that. Mm -hmm. That's something you're passionate about. But if you're passionate about tech, like just get online. Right. Um, <laughs> like you don't have to go like to a classroom and, and right. study out of a textbook if yeah. you want to be in tech. Mm -hmm. So it's a it's like orienting the conversation to like where do you want to keep learning? Right, love that, love that. You got to follow that up. Emily. Oh man! <laughs> All right, I I think my advice would be simply just to start to prove it. You know, mm -hmm. make yourself a website and yeah. start putting out everything you're learning, whether or not mm -hmm. you're in college, whether or not you're doing your own thing. You might just be like working at a popcorn shop like I was. Yeah. And if I had been putting everything I was doing online, not only would it have been incentive for me to do more so that I can show more, yeah. but it would have been tracking, you know, keep, keeping a log of, of what I was delivering on mm -hmm. so that other people can see, oh, she's delivering. And it's continually pushing you forward to take on new things and then show other, not only show other people what you're making, but if you do it in a way that shows them how you did it, mm -hmm. that's teaching other people how they can continue mm -hmm. to, to do something in the same way. And teaching right. someone, I, I've heard, um, <laughs> is a very good way to, 
to learn something yourself. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the biggest advice I could give to someone who's 16, 17, wanting to continue their education is to start making their own space where mm-hmm. they're showing exactly what they're learning and what they're doing. Cause you're going to want that and it's going to open so many doors for you. And I agree with, you know, especially even myself, when you see the progress that you make, once you, you, you really start, okay, wait, the confidence builds and you mm-hmm. start actually doing more and more and more um, fun stuff that you really are interested in. So yeah. that's, that's uh, another piece. Love that. Where can people find you all online? Start with you, Emma. Yeah, I am on emmanyanderson.com, which is where I've been putting updates for what I'm doing work-wise and uh, podcast-wise. I started my own podcast, Do Stuff Daily, on iTunes. I can plug myself. Love it, absolutely. (laughs) And um, on Twitter and Instagram, I am Nurtle, N-O-R-T-L-E. It's a little bit confusing, but you can also just search Emily Anderson. It'll come Mm -hmm. up. It's on my website. And Emily Anderson at gmail.com if anyone wants to get in contact. Awesome, awesome, Randy. Cool. Um, I'm going to plug myself as Please well. Do. You can just Google Randall and Hill, yeah. and everything that I have online will pop up. Mm-hmm. So SEO is strong with that one. Awesome, good. <laughs> um, but otherwise, yeah, all of my socials are at Randall and Hill, and mm-hmm. my email is randallandhill at gmail.com. Fantastic. Thank you for being here, actually inviting me down yeah. to 1871 in Chicago. Check these ladies out. Uh, amazing, amazing. Uh, lots of stories, lots of uh, different things that uh, you're going to find um, some paths. And, and you said teaching others. I've heard you guys are teaching others. So <laughs> keep that up. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, we'll see you on Disrupt Education. Bye. Bye. Thank you.